And welcome to the Funny Style Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Robinson. Today we have... Rafiq Shaheen. And... Jacoby Bruton. What's up? Thank you for coming all the way out here, sir. Bo- oh, man. Yeah. That was a drive, bro. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Where do you, where do you live now? Tampa. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm, okay, so man. this is why Rafiq being here is perfect. Right. Yeah. Rafiq yeah. Is yeah. Tampa you could have just gotten a lift with me last night. Like, oh, I didn't know you was... <laughs> Were you was in Tampa last night? Yeah. Well, I was in Newport Ritchie, but oh, but that's that's an hour away from Tampa. Yeah, but I still had to swing still, through. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Come back around. Gotcha. Yeah. So with, before we started, Rafiq, you were explaining to us that you were butchering a pig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah. please. So uh, I went <laughs> elaborate. Right. So I went and I did the show last night. It was some someone's birthday party or whatever that I got hired for. And on the way back, there's a market that I stop in Tampa whenever mm-hmm. I'm out there that sells, like, pretty decent cuts, you know, high quality. And I got basically 40 pounds of New York steak. Jesus. Uh, oh, and about, uh, like, a pig and a quarter. So, like, a whole pig, which was, mm-hmm. like. And how did they, how did, <sighs> when you buy a whole pig like that. How do they give it to you? So when I buy the whole pig, I get the whole uh, thing done uh, together. It's so literally you, just a dead pig in the back of your car. Basically. I mean, oh I like I, they they remove like. Uh, of course, the guts and all. Right. That. Yeah. You know, but like the, it's the whole pig head and all. Uh, and I just. Ears. Uh, yeah. Curly tail. Yep. All the that. The whole shebang. Yeah, the whole shebang. It's, it's in your car. You're driving home with it. Well, so I have like a I have a big ass cooler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so okay. I put you know, so I put the pig in the cooler, the same you thing don't, with the it's like a Jerry Dobbins. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't stick his head out the window like a dog. Right? <laughs> it's not like propped up in like the front seat doing <laughs> oh like a weekend God. in Bernie's, you know. <laughs> okay. But uh yeah, so like I toss it in the cooler and then, you know, like I'll bring it back and it's it's so much cheaper to butcher it yourself. Yeah. Because that's where so much of the cost in like meat is. Yeah. Meat is oh, okay. is that you know it takes time. It's a labor, right? Gotcha. Like, you know. Okay. And when you were butchering it, what were you using? Uh, so I have like a couple of like very sharp kitchen knives that I use. Okay. Uh, I also have like a couple of like specialized like butchering saws and stuff like that. Oh, because you uh, have like the real equipment. Yeah. I don't. Do you have like an apron too when you? Yeah. <laughs> I you, mean, I you used have to, the gloves like, that come to like your elbows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I picturing like a, a not to be racist, but like an ISIS hostage video. <laughs> Where do you think I got the equipment? <laughs> oh that's man, that's good. funny. But also, I, I, like we talked before we went on air, I said that'd be great content because there's a market for that. So th- there is, and I'm not, I don't disagree with that, but yeah. like I was saying, my problem with social media is that it's so performative, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And there's a lot of life in which it's like, I don't mind sharing. I swear to God, I do that sometimes <laughs> like, in regular life. <laughs> Something happened. I'd be like, I'm so done, yo. (laughs) But there's so much of life that's performative or with social media where it's like sometimes you just want to enjoy the thing you're doing. And for me, that's most of life. 
Yeah. You know, like mm. I like we were saying before we started recording, I went to uh, the Death Clock Baby Metal show in yeah. Orlando, and like while I was there, it was like, oh, take a bunch of video for you know the reels or you know yeah, social whatever media, yeah. socials, and it's like. Why am I going to a concert that I spent like 80 bucks on so I can film so other people at home can watch for yeah. free? Like, and now I'm not even enjoying the show because I'm looking at baby metal through my phone oh, while they and have a giant ass screenplay. Well, and the other thing <laughs> is, in the same arena, is another. 49 people yeah. doing the right? same All thing so it's like what's the point of anyone doing this right They're, it's already on insta live from 17 different angles right and it, the worst thing about it especially at a concert is like it really does fuck with the viewing experience yeah because there were some yeah. songs where nobody had their phone up and that was fine yeah but you Why had other that? Yeah, like some like um the baby metal does a song uh jump where like basically you oh, know uh that's crisscross <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> maybe i mean <laughs> i would be surprised um but like they'll ask the audience like get down low and then at a certain point in the song they'll ask everyone to pop up oh okay right and like when that song came Everyone put their phone down because no one wants to drop like a nine hundred dollar oh, product. Oh, gotcha. Get, you know, yeah. yeah. And but like other songs during the concert, like you would be trying to look at the stage through like forty fucking phones. Yeah, they're oh, that's crazy. And it's just like I I don't I understand that the world we live in now is all geared towards sharing and yep, showing moments. your best life yeah. and, right and it's like exactly it's like you got to capture the moment and it's like can't you just experience the moment <laughs> can't you just enjoy the moment <laughs> like you know basically social media has turned every interaction into that fucking cliche from like the 90s mm-hmm. of watching someone's shitty slideshow of their vacation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean? yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And like, I don't mind being on the back end yeah. of it, being like, all right, you want to produce a thing? Mm-hmm. You want to produce uh, a co- comedy sketch or whatever? I'll help you write. I'll help you set up lighting. Mm-hmm. I'll help you set up audio, whatever. I just don't m- want to feel forced to be uh, in front of the camera all the time. So, so back to my <laughs> crib. <laughs> <But no. laughs> back to my van thing. Yeah, one yeah. of the, one of the strategies I'm going to have once I bring comics on the road with yeah. me is my one rule is everyone has to if something's interesting happening is happening. Yeah, just pull out your phone and record or whatever. Absolutely, because if everyone does it then no one person has to spend their whole time recording. Yeah. Right. You know? That's a shared responsibility, which yeah. is fine. And my yeah, so I mean, and the goal is let's mm-hmm. say let's say so you were asking me about doing a run. Yes. The first run I want to do is um Austin, Texas, because everybody's going out everybody's there. Everybody's going out stuff. there, bro. So I have contacts in um Panama City. Okay. Where I, I know I already spoke to them. I can get a me headline and bring my own openers in Panama City. Nice. So that's a that's not quite halfway, but it's close to halfway yeah. between here and Austin. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's not quite it's halfway. Not bad. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's a good it's stopping like, point. It's like yeah. seven to Panama City and then ten, I think, after that to Agreed. Austin, right? Okay. So what I figure is say we do that run, Panama City, then Austin, then mm-hmm. back home. 
if everybody throughout the trip is funny stuff happening in a hotel, funny stuff happening at the comedy Agreed. club, a few a few clips of people on stage, plus some clips from the road. When I get back, everybody send me everything they did, and then I'll send that to a video editor, and then Absolutely. they can create. So what I want to do is every run we do, we have a YouTube channel with a little miniature documentary. Oh, of dope each run that we do. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a so, great idea. C- because here's my thing to, to Rafiq's point: the reason why I don't do a lot of social media stuff, yeah, why is that? Is because. What's wrong with y'all? I'm trying to. I know. <laughs> what is wrong with y'all? It's so <laughs> it's soul crushing sometimes. Right, and so, like it, social media is such a great opportunity to get your face and name out there, like, yeah. marketing mm-hmm. wise. But to Chris's point, like it's soul crushing. It is. There's so much of it that's just exhausting. Because you, because I, fun. what I figure out is people find like their certain niche, like you with Agreed. the crypt thing. Yeah. Like it's goofy, but I still laugh at like. There's one where like you go to work and the coworker has a red shirt on, yeah, and like yeah. you come from behind your desk <laughs> with a fake pistol. <laughs> like I still like it's it's goofy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's and it's like there's certain people that find that like Ben Brainerd, oh, came up with this like a specific thing and then mm-hmm. boom, took off. Um, Christoph Jean came up with his street interview. Like it's not really oh an original gosh. idea, but yeah, yeah. Christoph is so quirky and interesting that him doing it is hilarious. Took off. So it's so it's like I haven't quite found my thing. Right. So what I what I find is I'm kind of old school. Like I wanted. Like I how want, old school are we talking about? I, I'm ta- Well, my 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 dream is mm-hmm. to bring a bunch of comics in a van and tour the country like the old school way that you became. You want to do a road, be a road comic. Exactly. Agree. Which is the old school method. But my idea was if I can do these miniature like YouTube, like 15 minute YouTube documentaries Mm -hmm. for every run that we do, maybe the funny style tour becomes famous on social media to where like I'm not like, you know, how kill Tony is more famous than Tony Hinchcliffe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my form. Exactly. So my goal is the platform funny style podcast funny style comedy tour that can become famous and what people are just following mm-hmm. is this group of comics touring the country and that because that won't feel soul crushing to me because okay. i'm not creating i'm not doing a performative thing like rafik is saying yeah, yeah it's it's just me recording my life and because it's a group of comics like it's interesting well i think with that i think because i think the most important thing is what you said about recording your life that's what's blowing up when it comes to social media is the transparency is people knowing who you are as a person that crit was during the instagram era which it was soul crushing when it wasn't taken off where the style of comedy format was changing Mm -hmm. so i deleted my instagram i had like ten thousand followers i deleted it yeah it made me depressed it made me sad because i wasn't getting your normal ten thousand forty thousand sixty thousand views it was slowly dying where your TikTok, your Vine was picking up. And I was also like, man, Vine. fuck that shit. Yeah. I ain't doing no Vine. I ain't doing no TikTok. I'm doing great here. I'm going to stay here. No. It literally was crushing my soul where it made me depressed. And I was like, I can't take it. So I deleted my Instagram. Wow, rebuild it. Rebuild it. And changed the mindset. Because I was off of Instagram for six months. I was just doing Facebook. That's it. Yeah. But I wasn't pumping Facebook content i was like i ain't doing shit no more i'm just going to be an old school comic tell these jokes i'm funny on these <laughs> niggas so when i got back on instagram 
and I saw the pattern of how comedy was changing, I changed my mindset. So the views, I didn't care about views no more. I, it took time for me to realize I can't let views or like change my, my energy. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have a family, you have a wife, you kids. Like, I get mad. Like, fuck you, John. Like, oh, what's wrong with you? I didn't get the views. Okay, <laughs> I'm fired. Okay, see? Yeah. That changed my mindset. So I would just push content. I was pushing daily content of life. So when I was at Dollar General, the yeah, one Dollar General went there. viral. Right. Half a million views. But we were just receiving truck. I just record like, oh, this is how we receive truck from the front? Oh, this is ghetto shit. Yeah. And it fucking took off. Yeah. But because of my mindset, I didn't care about the views. I was posting a lot of content on TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, all that social media platform. I would just dump it, just feed the beast. If I posted three a day, I was happy. I didn't care yeah. if I got 20 views. LeVar Walker taught me 20 views is a sold-out show. Yeah. 50 mm-hmm. views, 100 views, that's a sold-out show. So I changed my mindset just to post, 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 post. Don't. So I, I got to ask because mm-hmm. you and I have had this conversation yep. before. Like, part of it is you, at least all the times we've talked mm-hmm. about it before, you've always known what it is you wanted to put out, though. Yeah. You always had, like, the, the show mm-hmm. in your head already. And I don't I, – I always struggle with that as a mindset because, again, there's part of me that goes – just watching someone live their life is mm-hmm. passable, mm-hmm. you know. But at least I know if, like, if it's coming from you, I go like, "All right, he's gonna put a funny spin on it." Yeah. But most content online is not nearly as interesting. No, agree. So, like, how do you develop that mindset? You just change it. I think I, I heard this on a video one time. There was a comic, and she was in the back seat of a car, and she's like, "Your life is your content." That's what you're selling. That th- you cutting fucking a pig? That's hilarious to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny to me, bro. The way you edit, the way you could talk about it, the way you could add your own sense of style of comedy onto. Even though you're cutting a pig, there's a market out there. People love seeing that shit. Mm. Like it turns them on. Like my dick is hard because that nigga cut a pig out of it. There's oh he shouldn't cut a pig like that. Or maybe you should cut the ear from this ear. There's gonna be people that's gonna critique it because they love that content. And once you find that niche, and this is what you do. You go to your brother's farm. Like, your brother got a fucking 10,000 fucking acre, bro. Like, that's insane that you told me, oh, I got to go to my brother's farm. What, nigga? <laughs> you didn't take to your kitchen? No, nah, I just went in the back of the barn. Okay. <laughs> All that is funny content that would make me want to watch it. Mm-hmm. To know who you are. Like, who's fucking Rafiq? And I think as comics, we forget that there's a bunch of people on social media that are very successful making content. And they're not even stand-up comics. Yeah. So right. they don't have all the skills that we've developed Facts. on stage to be able to make those little videos funny. So that that's the critique I always have about the average social media person you see online. Yeah, yeah. Is because like again, like the number of the number of like Instagram reels that I've seen where it's like someone doing like just the worst kind of sketch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, hey man, I could write this better for you in a heartbeat, but like I don't know you and I don't care enough to know you. Agree. Like But I will say to Jacoby's point, I can't remember the exactly how the saying goes, but the saying basically goes, someone doing it shitty 
mm-hmm. is always better than the guy thinking about it really that, well. Agree. Yeah, <laughs> they're actually fair. doing they're it. They're doing it. They're you know? posting it. They they're editing. Like they they were on the same process we were. We we have to look away from that million views followers they have. They were on the same table. They they had the same opportunity as we did. Yeah. So we have to change our mindset because your social media is your is your package. That yeah. fucking TV credential, the fucking NBC, that don't mean shit. Clubs want how many followers you got. Yeah. How many followers can you put in my seat? Which, this is a switch, but yeah. speaking of, we started in the same place. Yep. This is why I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Really? <laughs> because, well, because <laughs> here's what it reminds me of. I did... um. I got really lucky to do. I did a set at the Comedy Cellar when I was in nice. New York. Nice, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, earlier it was either earlier this year or it was last year. I think it was early this year. But when I went, I happened to be on the same lineup as Akeem. Oh shit! And it was so crazy to be a Melbourne, Florida comic mm. and run into somebody who also started in Melbourne. Yep. Who's a regular at the Comedy Cellar in New York with City? Tours with Godfrey, exactly. Yes. So I was excited to talk to you because I remember. Mm-hmm. So I went to see the shows at open mics before I was a comic. Okay. So I remember being in the audience mm-hmm. when it was by the bath where the, there was no stage. Y'all were just by the bathroom <laughs> yeah, by yeah, the yeah, couches. Yeah. Yep, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember you were up there. I think you had like. You were dressed like a lesbian. You had like a flannel on, wow. I think, and like, <laughs> and like it's very accurate. <laughs> he had like he had like a flannel shirt and like a scully or something. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, and yeah. He was up there, and then to see all the stuff that you're doing and traveling the country mm. with working all these people, you're now doing. I saw you doing flyers for like flying for Cat Williams, some of the biggest the comics in the yeah Dark Matter tour. I did the Twenty Three and Me, which. So the story behind that, people don't know the story. The flyer was originally made for Pretty Ricky, which was one of the openers. Pretty Ricky wow. toured with Guy Tory. I did a couple of shows with Pretty Ricky and Guy Tory when they were in Florida. Uh, the first show I did with Pretty Ricky and Guy Tory, we have an instant relationship. We had a good chemistry. We, we act like we knew each other for 10 years. So that relationship built on to always talking outside of comedy. So I would check on how she's doing. She'll check on how I'm doing, how's the wife, you know, how's the kids, all that, right? So she's with Cat William, and she said, oh, my gosh, I need a flyer. I need a, a flyer for my merch table. The person I had, they, they bailed out. Can you make one? Yeah, I, I got you. Let me know what you're looking for. I'll take care of the rest. So I went on, logged to my laptop. I designed it. I gave her a pre- preview. She's like, oh, my God, fucking love it. Can you send it to me? Sent it to her. She was like in Pennsylvania. Oh, the guy at the fucking Kinko, they can't help me. They don't know how to print it. I'll take care of it. Resend the format. I went to like a FedEx, got on the poster board, got it gloss. It was like a big, big ass poster board for her merch table. Made it, sent it out. Got to her destination. Two days later, I get a text. Fucking Cat William loves the poster. I was like, what? What do you, <laughs> what, what? What do you mean? How did Cat saw it? He's like, his merch table is right next to mine, and his merch manager loves that flyer. Can you make one for him? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Where y'all oh at? God, Fuck yeah. yeah. Give him design. I look for it. We're logged in. Took like 30 to 40 minutes making design. Got it saved. Send it to Pretty Ricky. Show your so show it to the merch manager. Oh, he fucking love it. Can you make it and mail it? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Went to FedEx the next morning. Printed out. The lady at the FedEx like, oh, this is for Cal Williams? I said, yes, bitch. <laughs> I'm a designer team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
So they got a gloss and we mailed it to my. They were in Miami. I'm supposed to deliver some cat myself, but I got sick and I thought it was COVID. I said, "Hey, I'm just going to mail it out. I don't want to get your guy sick." Mailed it. She called me. Cat was on the phone. Oh my god! <laughs> you made this. Uh, who's this? Cat motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, great fucking work. Great fuck. What's your cash app? My manager will give you send you money. Send me a thousand on my cash app. Oh my god! For this wow. one flyer. So now the dark matter is coming. Um, I didn't know that it was happening. I thought Pretty was about going to her herself. She's like, I'm not going road with Cat William, the Dark Matter flyer. Can you make one? I was like, yeah. This, what's his concept? All right, cool. I designed it. Fucking send it. So every flyer you see that has like him and the state and the arena, that's my design. That's incredible. Yeah. Nice. So it was just based that's on relationship. Yeah. I didn't know from knowing Pretty Ricky that I would build to that. So... So much of this industry is just based on relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Jesus. This is the reason why I'm always a little confused by how many comics are just assholes. Because it's like, how yeah. do you... <laughs> 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 it's like, like yeah, why are you how a do dick? You, right, yeah. yeah, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, why, why do you think anyone's going to want to work with you? Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's amazing, man. Yeah. Thank you. So you've done... Did you do... Could you, did you do chocolate sundays uh it, well? i tried to do twice the first time um it had to be rescheduled the second time it got canceled because of covid oh, okay so i never went back and tried to do it again because you 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 know you remind me of uh jari jari knows right yes. yeah, yeah, yeah because he's not famous no but he pops up everywhere everywhere yeah mm-hmm. and i'm like how the hell <laughs> like i don't want to be a hater but at the same time i'm like how the fuck <laughs> is he headlining some show in albuquerque new mexico next week like what the fuck is he doing <laughs> you're kind of the same networking. way yeah you know you're saying? all over the place i try man it's it's oh my god i started melbourne that's the crazy part like the comics that i started don't do comedy no more mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i think sure Anna's jumping back on Yep, funny gunny. I don't think he does comedy. Donkey still Duncan J does still comedy. Jason Flores, I haven't seen him. David Allen, Christian, I think Christian still does it. Like, Every like, once in a yeah, while, yeah, once in a while. Him. Like I started in that class range. Like I was, I always, I used to work with them niggas. I used to try to chill with them niggas. Was was Kim Congdon doing it here Who? when you were Kim Congdon? Who's that? She's a comic that. I just, it's from around here. Maybe she uh, didn't start here. Maybe she started somewhere else. Maybe I, I don't remember yeah. her or Ann Walker. Ann Walker, okay. Oh, yeah, Ann and Shira Ann were the only two female mm-hmm. comics I remember. I started. Okay, the rest were all like predominantly guys. Yeah. Um. Fuck. But I got banned too by Duncan. You got banned? Yeah, Duncan J banned. When me did you get <laughs> for stealing <laughs> jokes or something? Oh, I got. All right, we got to hear this story. Um, I don't know the whole story, but I posted because I was about, I was in the process of going to. Uh, California, and he made a post about like don't let him do your room because he still jokes. So someone screenshotted to me, and I think and I always will Jesus give Christ. respect and love to Kim Miller and Devin Siebel. So Devin Siebel and Kim Miller are the one that kind of stepped up to my defense because he made a post on the comedy page and he blocked me, so I couldn't couldn't justify. It. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so he blocked you from the page, so you couldn't respond. I couldn't respond at all. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wow. respond to the allegation. So I, because me and I spun, I feel like I was automatically guilty. 
So everybody was like, show evidence, show the taping, what jokes he stole. And Ken's like, I, I heard his jokes. There's nothing similar of any comics that I've seen in Brevard that he's doing. Devin said the same thing. So I after, think, yeah, go ahead. I think I remember this happening because I. You I was living he, a moment when this happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I, I, rem- I remember uh, this was like on Facebook and yes. you posted something. Yes. And like the Tampa Bay comedy yeah. or whatever to be like, fuck this dick. <laughs> 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 I, I remember because it was, that was like, that was like way back when back. I was. Yeah. Like, and I remember because that was one of the first like real comedy drama moments. Yeah, that I, saw I sparked where I something. Was like, <laughs> It's like, why y'all arguing here? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the, Devin and, and, and a lot of comics, but Devin and Ken Miller are the one that kind of stepped up, like, show us proof, man. Show us proof. We don't believe what you're saying. And ever since then, we always had our difference. Like, I never had ill will towards them, but I always kept on working. So because of that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So I went and started doing black rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did a lot of rooms in Palm Bay. I used to host for uh, T Mac and them, and and the brothers, uh, the younger brothers that his older brother uh, ran a World Star Hip Hop. He passed away. Oh, okay. So the younger brother lives here in Palm Bay. They used to really? run Kings Lounge. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Okay. I, I remember Kings Lounge. Yeah, yeah Kings Lounge. That. Yeah. I remember. So Kings they live. Those are the younger scary. brothers of the older brother that owns World Star Hip Hop. Wow. So the, because of that connection, and I used to work with Chris Johnson, so those were your big promoters that would bring your Rod Wave, your Plies, your all your hip-hop artists to to Coco area. So I would be the one hosting seen those flies, yeah. for those hip-hop artists. But I would do a lot of those urban ghetto rooms. Then I would go work out in Jacksonville or St. Augustine. Like I met Shea Clemens in Jacksonville. I met Marvin Hunter in, in Jacksonville where I got invited to go to Atlanta do shows with Marvin Hunter. Mm-hmm. I did Tampa Room. I did you name it. But I could never do rooms where I started doing comedy with my other comedy classmates. So, But I saw the progression, the growth where a lot of people were distant from me. Yeah. Like as you were climbing and growing, they were like, nah, just come drinking. I never want to go drinking i want to like, now i'm gonna go to another room mm-hmm. or at the time like oh, i got gotta go home you know my big mama don't feel good or i gotta take care of my daughter so my priority was always different but i know the end game on where i want to go like i mean my best friend jason stopped talking you know what i'm saying so it's like a lot of relationship was lost but at the same time i feel there's a mutual respect where if i see jason if i see christian i see all those comments always mutual love it's never hate so well there's a big difference between the hobbyist and the professional agree you know and there's a in comedy in every comedy class i would argue probably like 40 to 60 percent of them are hobbyists facts facts and not professionals agree and then another 40 (laughs) percent is professionals who are too fucked up in their regular life yeah. to ever make it. Right. And Ooh, then there's the 20% <laughs> who are like serious about it and are going to figure it out. Absolutely. Like it's absolutely. It's douchey, but there's a very small <laughs> oh, percentage yeah. of comics that are ever going to stand a chance. It's such a small percentage. <laughs> so true. <laughs> we, we always thought like, there's so many funny people that are like crackheads or like, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or like or like have 17 kids so it's just not gonna like you're never gonna get on the road <laughs> or like that's funny dog I, I, too I, many I, warrants like yeah. certain states you can't travel to like I, I was listening to Nate Bargat uh, on a podcast that he was talking like most comics are either gonna make it at 20 or at 40 because you're mm. either gonna just push yourself out there and get it right away or you're gonna fuck up your life <laughs> and get your shit together way later on down the road. <laughs> that's funny though like usually their their greatest material is gonna be talking about their 20s when they were oh my messed gosh. up yeah, yeah. yeah but no it's that's interesting because i remember that was a long time ago i remember the first time you i think you did it was it ice house when the first time you went out to yep. california mm-hmm and I remember, like, I can't remember. Somebody was just like, like he, he's so new. Why is he going all the way out there? But what? Yes. What I noticed was, and this is kind of my same experience going to New York. Mm-hmm. Was like two things that I learned at least. Number one, the world is a lot smaller than you realize. Agreed. You really mm-hmm. can just get on a plane, go wherever you want to go, and put yourself out there. Yeah. Number one, and then number two. When I was able to go to New York and was still competitive with yeah. the other comics in New York, it gave me a different confidence when I came back home. Yes. I was mm-hmm. like, no, nah, I can go anywhere. I'm not scared of anybody. Facts. So I think the fact that you went out so early, probably, and you can tell me, does that mm-hmm. play a big part in how you came back and they just continued to go all over the place? Um, I went to California probably third year comedy, right? So it was I've been doing it for fifteen years. Um Damn, fifteen years. Congratulations. 15 years, yeah, thank yeah. you. It it did put a lot of perspective view on how I look at comedy because I wanted to know, do comedy change when you cross the state of Florida? And it does. The way you say it, the way you word it, the way you present it. The demographic, the geographic, the the religion, the the walks of life. <laughs> mm-hmm. A down south joke is not going to hit when you go to the west coast or east coast, yeah. Midwest. You go do a fucking bumfuck show in in Oregon that you never heard of a city. Will it hit compared to you go to New York City to cellar? Same different elements, but you're still trying to deliver the message. You still got to be funny at the end of the day. California taught me a lot. California taught me how to network, how to troll, how to monitor people's social media, how to look at website. <laughs> Just how to troll? What you yeah, mean? Yeah, you check where there was. Back in the day, they used to give out a lot of free tickets. So mm-hmm. if you're a headliner and you did an off night, I got free tickets. Who want to come to the show? Oh, where you at? Bria Improv? Nigga, I'm a fan. I want a ticket. You're going to be at the Hollywood Improv? I'm a fan. I want tickets. So I would always monitor websites and social media pages of headliners that was running the circuit. Um. I wouldn't go and introduce myself. Hey, I'm a comic from Florida. Nah, I'm fucking cognito, nigga. (laughs) I want to investigate. I want to see how comedy is. What's the temperature at? Is it lukewarm? Is it hot? Mm -hmm. So when I would go out there and do mics, I would switch up my material and make it like I'm from California. I I wouldn't portray you as I'm from Florida. A lot of people always say, are you from New York? I said, no, nah, son. You sure? Yeah, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm from Florida. So it built a lot of confidence to see that your material is like, oh, it's working out here. Oh, I got to change the word. I got to change this. I got to do that. And I just became more confident in me coming back home. So I lived in California for six months. 
But I would come back and forth and go see my daughter every two weeks. But my homeboy, he worked for Frontier, and I will always love him. He kind of came out of nowhere. He's like, I see you traveling. Just jump on my buddy flight. Mario. Mario. Big shout to Mario. Jump on my buddy flight pass. Here's the ID number. Every time you fly home, you type in that number, you shoot me 60 bucks for round trip. He just came out of nowhere and it's like, hey, I know you got your daughter in Florida. I know you're in California. Take this opportunity while I work for Frontier. Be a buddy flight. Fly back home. Cool. It built a lot of confidence, but it, it made me more hungry when I came back home. Man, California woke me up. Cause they're they're you thought comics here in Florida are beasts? Nah, nigga. You probably saw New York. There ain't no comic that you see Florida's compared to New York. Same <laughs> as California. Like y'all talk y'all shit like y'all funny, but you ain't seen different coasts. Yeah, what made for me what was different was I'm a in Florida. I'm accustomed mm-hmm. to walking into any room and being in the top, you know, top tier, yeah. top couple yep. of funniest people in the room, any room I walk yeah. into. And I walked into the cellar. Oh, you and got was like dogs in there. Dog. Oh, shit. Yeah. OK. Right. You know, like, and, and the thing is, I was I would put myself at the cellar. I was about middle of the road, mm-hmm. but that's a rude awakening from going from being one of the funniest people in every room I walk into Agree. to being like. Oh, I'm I'm okay yeah, in yeah. this room. I'm average. Yeah, yeah. I'm average in yeah. this room. And it to your point, I came home and I was like, okay, I can't get comfortable no. with being good amongst these people. Yeah. I need to remember that there's There's a different world, bro. Yeah. It's right. a different world when you go when you leave Florida. I, I think one of the big differences for a lot of big cities is you know, to your point, mm. they're just hungrier. Oh there's I- so many fish in that water. Oh my gosh! You, you know, dog. Imagine you doing a show and you're standing right next to Air Shafir. Like I did a comedy store belly room six times. I saw a fucking beast. You got people walking in before social media was blowing up. Like you had your mind. Yeah, you, you have your Instagram, your Facebook, right? But back in the day, your TV credential was still important until Vine took over. That's when the TV credential kind of went away. It's like. You got a million followers? Fuck yeah, we'll book you. You used to stand, I used to stand around next to people that was on Comedy Central. You would stand next to a Tony Rock. Yeah. And he going up before you. Mm-hmm. You didn't have that here in Florida. Oh, shit, Ken Miller's here. Let me get my best performance. That's your, that is your benchmark. There's higher comics than that. Yeah. That have been doing it longer than these comics that we look up to. We don't got people that can motivate us. We don't have an historical comedy club in Florida like, damn, man, fucking Dane Cook came out of here or, or T- Daniel Taj was out here. No, nah, we got fucking bonkers Yeah, that's at a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got the improv, no, it's <laughs> but it's, it's, you have gatekeepers that keep it in. You got fucking snappers that you got a, you got a Facebook message the owner that don't respond back. Mm-hmm. Your relationship with that comic that has a lot of plug because he fuck with you will get you in that room. Mm-hmm. Some of these comics don't want to put you in the room because they want, hey, man, Rafiq, you my homeboy. You might not be funny as fuck, but you my homeboy. <laughs> I need this fun. I need a show to be funny constantly. They don't put your homeboy. I did a show. It was called the, 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 the Comedy Soul Train, and Nancy booked it. Fucking, I was right before a guy named Rob. Rob something. He wore glassy at the afro. That nigga killed. And I was like, oh, shit. 
and Mike funny. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's when like, oh, I got this is pressure. I do a show with fucking, <laughs> fucking Chris. You know, Chris Alexander. I'm gonna yeah. kill Chris, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> yeah. that, that's that is yeah. this is who we're looking. This is our competition, yeah. right? But you're not seeing a fucking oh, you going right before Dave Spill? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Or going after? Yeah. That's a different. That's what California made me. Can I tell you really quickly mm-hmm. what makes me want to fight people all the time? Oh my God, please. Bookers yep. confuse me and Chris Alexander that all the time. That is hilarious. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I have a light skinned forehead. That's yeah. not, that's <laughs> not me. <laughs> there have been so many Are times you serious? where I've been like, I remember, I can't remember what room it was. It was a room I'd never worked. And they were, and they were like, why do you keep messaging us? You were just here like. That's funny. two months ago, and I was like, "That wasn't me. It was Chris Alexander." Oh my god! And then I was trying to get into Bonkers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And mm. uh, Margaret was emailed me something. It was like, um, no, it wasn't that. It was an email. I I heard somebody said Margaret said that my tape was too dirty, and the tape I had sent in was from Funny Not Famous, which was TV that clean. Was clean. Yeah, yeah, I was like that. She can't be talking about the video. Yeah, I said. yeah, yeah. And then come to find out. It was Chris Alexander. <laughs> she was I was like, yo. <laughs> so me and Chris need to do like a like a, y- like a mini tour, tour yeah, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> like a we're not the same person <laughs> tour. <laughs> or kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Like, That's funny, dog. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I need to either lose weight or something. Like, we, we can't be the two fat black Chris comics from Central Florida. Everybody thinks you're the same person. <laughs> this is when this is when in the TV show, it's always that one character that shows up with like a scar over the eye. <laughs> Being like, he's the evil one. Yeah. <laughs> That's the evil twin. <laughs> That's funny. So, I mean, what do you... That's interesting because you, you came. So you started here in Melbourne mm-hmm. 15 years ago. Yeah. So that's God, I'm terrible in math. So that's like what? Two thousand and seven. Seven. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sound about right. Yep. What was comedy like here in Brevard in 2007? So it was a small niche. Yeah. It, it wasn't explosive like how you ever see now. Yeah. Uh, rooms would pop up here and there, but we didn't ever had enough to fill it. So Duncan would bring comics from central florida or even far east coast tampa area jacksonville to come and fill this room up um the scene is explosive right now but you don't have a a a solid mentor that could watch the scene and and mold it that is that is we've had this conversation a lot okay so i'm I'm on to something yeah like where our our biggest issue honestly is we have a bunch of young comics that are super hungry and super excited to do comedy, yeah. mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yeah. The problem is there's a vacuum at the top. So oh shit! It's a vacuum. We, Holy we, fuck! Well, th- think about it. We have so we have people here like Shannon Hall's been doing it forever. Um, Frankie Paul's been oh, okay. comic gotcha. for a long time. Todd Bogue. These yeah, are yeah, these yeah, are guys true. that I'm just now starting to bring into the podcast because a lot of these young comics because they're not working the actual clubs. They don't know that we have 20 plus year Agreed. headliners mm-hmm. that live in Bavar County. Because those guys don't come to the mics. They don't no, come they're to booked. They're busy. any other stuff. Right. They're busy. Yeah. So what happens now, whereas in Orlando, if you're a brand new comic and you're trying to figure out, okay, what do I do next? What are the next steps? What are whatever? 
you got Ken Miller, Dean DePolitano, Mike Hurley, James Yon, Kevin, you, uh, Kevin White. You have Kevin yeah, White. You have all those James. Yeah, you, you, you have do. Devin yeah. Seabolt. There's a list of guys you can go to and be like, hey, what's the next step? How do I X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. And, and th- this particular area, yeah, I don't have it. We don't have. Well, it. I think it should be y'all. Y'all well, should be. Well, I'm trying to. Yeah, so I'm trying to okay. get to uh, Eugene Singleton. <laughs> Eugene, yep. Eugene, um, you, Rafik. Um, you know, yeah. Duncan can do the best he can. Then who else? Yes, y'all got? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love yeah. Duncan, but it, it, I will say that for newer comics, Duncan does definitely teach you something. Yeah, <laughs> 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 that's where we uh, do like a file disclosure, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it really is a it's a weird thing because like here's the kind of thing that happens because we had a discussion about this when so like have you been to Moon Room yet? Yeah. All right. So Moon Room is mm-hmm. really cool. Yep. The thing about Moon Room though is everybody gets like seven maybe ten minutes. Agree. So if if we have a new comic that's been doing stand up for like six months, you don't get that nigga. And he that's happening. Oh, okay. I'm but, listening. <laughs> but let's <coughs> say. You have a really good seven minute set, right? Mm-hmm. Then I go up and have a really good seven minute set. Agree. Okay. They get to thinking oh, they that the they're same. close oh, to where they're I am. Hanging with you, nigga. Yeah, that's funny. And my thing is, is can like, I say nigga? I've been saying yeah, nigga yeah, yeah. Cool. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. You're half Korean, but you're half black, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, between the three of us, we make up one black. Yeah, yeah we do. It's a good man. <laughs> But, but, but because in this area, so one of the things like, like I love working Gregory's, but the you love Gregory's. I, I do. Cause it, it taught me, Gosh. it taught me old white people. Like it taught oh, okay. me gotcha, gotcha. how to perform in front of that audience. And truth be told, when you travel around Florida, that's mostly who you're working Agreed. in front of. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. Gregory's kind of helped me master the tools I was going to need nice. to be able to do all these other old white people rooms all over <laughs> Florida. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Gregory's is our only comedy club here locally. Yeah. And right. Gregory's isn't tapped into the local scene. It's very its own thing. Standoffish. Yeah, no, no one's yeah. coming up through Gregory's. Exactly. Okay. Um, which, which, to be quite frank, you can frank? also say that about the Orlando Improv also, Ooh. to be honest, oh, because people aren't given the opportunities to really come up through mm. You those can't, though. Clubs. No more. It yeah. doesn't exist no more. Yeah. Um, so it's our, our scene here is like, it's very, very cool when you're brand new and we have all these little rooms all over Brevard. Yes. And one thing about Brevard is because there aren't that many other forms of entertainment. The audience is hungry. Like people really come out to our comedy Oh, really? Shows. Yeah. Yeah. But once you get to a point where you're like feature level, there's nothing here for you. Damn. That's sad. Yeah. Oh, how do you, what's the rebuttal for that one? Well, so, so my goal is mm-hmm. <laughs> to have this van <laughs> mm-hmm. that I'm always on the road with mm-hmm. and any local comic that gets to feature level and wants to try yeah. their shot on the road. Hey, I'm running up to North Carolina this weekend. Jump on the van with us and do That's a, a great idea. A spot. You Agreed. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. To create something similar because we need something to get people to the next level. And... I need something to get me to the. You got to move, level. right? Yeah, but see, all right. So see, so we're sitting in my family's business, which is yeah, and eleven I, years. Congratulations! I, yeah, I own a house here. 
I'm married. My wife's family is here. A bunch of my family's here. I don't intend to move. So what I have to figure out is, is how to put yourself out there. How do I put myself out there social media. and still be here? So 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 social media, mm-hmm. Miami, and Atlanta. Oh, Miami. You be have you been to Miami I recently? Miami, yeah, I was at Improv D Ray. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that? That was sold out. Really sold out. How was D Ray? He seems real He's cool. weird. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Everybody talked to you like, oh, "How was D Ray?" That nigga weird. <laughs> He's like an introvert to a certain degree. Okay, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I love the uh, speed of that response. They, that was <laughs> that was real. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's a lot of jewels that he he dropped that I picked up, but there's a lot of jewels I didn't need to pick up because I've been doing that. Yeah. So for him to speak on that level, like, oh shit, that's dope. Because I've been doing that for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For you to say it, I'm on the right track. Mm-hmm. So I, I went out there with Solo Jones. He got me. He got me invited to the to the spot. Phil was out there. Pookie was out there. Um, a lot of funny comics. I love this uh, South Florida, but I'm not a fan of Miami. Yeah. I fucking hate Miami. Which a lot really? of comics say I that. Hate Miami. City or the, I, uh, just in general. See, I just like me <laughs> saying Miami. I hate it. <laughs> I just saying Miami. Just hate it, bro. I'm not a fan of Miami, but. They came out for D-Ray and it sold out. And like every, it was a bad, a lot of bad bitches. I told my wife, like, there's a my, lot of bad well, bitches so, out there. So here's the funny thing. I hate, I hate driving to Miami. Oh my God. Here's my experience every time I go to Miami. I am pissed off. Like, I, th- the drive down there is beautiful until you actually get to Miami. Yeah. And that's a nightmare. Mm. People drive like complete assholes. They, they, they got to no Miami. respect. So by the time I get to the venue, I'm pissed off. Yeah, I park. Parking's always expensive as shit in Miami for no reason. Yep, I'm pissed off. I'm paying for parking because I'm in damn near the hood. How, why is the, why are yeah. there meters in the projects? Yeah. Like, why am I here paying you for? You want to spend twenty dollars? Yes. <laughs> and then you step out of the car, and a row of seventeen Brazilian women walk by. Bro, it's crazy. And I immediately go, I love Miami. Yeah, you like, just change your whole mood. Like, yeah. damn. <laughs> but I mean, he dropped. Like I said, it was dope. I love going there. But if I go on tour myself, Miami would not be on the list. Yeah, <laughs> like the, my fans are like, "Come to Miami." Oh, okay, you asked me ten dollars time. I'll come. Yeah, but it would not be on my list. But I see. I have this. The, I have the same love for Miami like I have for Gregory's, where Gregory's teaches you how to deal with like old white people okay what did miami teach miami you? teaches you how to deal with rowdy young people who don't really give a fuck that a comedy show's happening bro like you gotta crowd work them you got agree like, well, you gotta do that fucking junkin job you gotta dance in front of these niggas <laughs> and get them high <laughs> then you go to your set you gotta talk about haitian people then they're gonna fuck with you like oh cool you talking about haitian people <laughs> see now my wife want to know more about so maybe, you yeah so maybe that's maybe that's why i can you get away with my wife yeah <laughs> so it's like miami was cool it was dope it was a good show I learned a lot, but also I didn't learn a lot because a lot of stuff, like he said, was stuff I was already implying in yeah. my career. Um, and what's the structure of that? So, because it seems like he's, he holds once a, red, a month like a, um, a residency or whatever. Yeah, he every- does. It's called Tuesday. I can't pronounce because he does his own thing Tuesday. on a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does a Monday. Monday or something like that. Yeah. So he comes to Miami once a month and he get the local comics and he bring his people. So his people was Mike Sampson from Chicago was funny as fuck and fucking Solo Jones from New York. But I know Solo, and I heard about Mike. So when I met Mike, I said, oh, man, my homeboy told me to say hi. I said, what's his name? I said, Darrell Norris. He's like, oh, yeah, Chicago nigga. What up? Yeah. Just for knowing him, he gave me a pass. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, the, the the security guy in the green room was like, hey, man, you can't come in. He's like, no, nah, nigga, he cool. Let him <laughs> in. I said, oh, because I know Darrell. That's dope. Solo, I've been known Solo. I knew Solo for like 10 years. So he invited me to come out. I gave D-Ray some weed because he smokes. 
He's like, hey, you got any weed? Give it a D-Ray. So I went in there. I said, hey, D-Ray, big fan of you, bro. I got some weed for you. Oh, I bet. Appreciate it. My homeboy said, keep it in the plastic bag, Ziploc bag, because that's real nigga shit. Mm-hmm. I said, but I'm half nigga, so I'm going to give him a little gift bag. He's like, don't do that. That's some gay shit. And I was like, okay, I won't do it. I'm not giving him a little gift bag. Like, thank you for the opportunity, bro. Right? He said, no, keep it in the Ziploc bag. So I kept in the Ziploc bag. I was like, here you go, bro. He said, like, I appreciate it. But what I learned most being in that green room is like a level of respect. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody was talking. Everybody was trying to get attention. You learn more just sitting back and watching. Right. Absolutely. I learned about his demeanor. I learned the way how he was talking. I learned how he was moving. Just peeping game. It's not my green room, right? Yeah. Even though I was invited, that's his house. So I said, hey, man, D-Ray, can I get some water? He's like, oh, shit, you've been in a nigga's house, bro. I have. Is it okay? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, you got a fruit tray. May I have some fruit? Oh, yeah, go ahead. May I smoke in here? Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. Everybody took advantage of his green room, even though he's hosting the show. Mm-hmm. It's his write-up. That fruit tray was on his write-up. Those drink was in his write-up. Him smoking was in his write-up. I can't take it in there because that's part of your write-up. And people don't know that. You see drinks in the fucking refrigerator, that's their write-up. Mm-hmm. You got to ask. Oh, man, let me get a Red Bull. You, nigga, you better ask. That ain't your shit. No. This is... The- this is just a basic level of respect thing, though, Agree. that people need to learn in the course of business. And there was none. All right. Yeah. yeah. But b- back to the conversation about how there's so many comics who yes. just just don't have... I mean, so much goes into this. You're yeah. A, I cannot tell you how many comics would, ben, would... Their careers would change if their mama had just... Fucked them up. Right? Yeah, they and fucked them and up. Like, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. There's so yeah. many comics that just don't know how to act. Like, they just... But no rooms. one wants to take that responsibility to correct these behavior. Yeah. Right. Because we're like, we're afraid that they take it the wrong way. Who gives a fuck? Right. And especially, you know, in comedy where it's like everyone coming in is already an adult. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like it's it's not like, oh, this is the 17 year old intern that you can <laughs> be like, yo, what the fuck you doing? Grabbing a Red Bull. Yeah. Johnny, get the fuck out of here. You know, like that ain't going to happen. Yeah. But this is that's an amazing, and that's interesting because I met um I did a festival and met Donnell Rollins, mm-hmm. and he's the quietest, most more introvert, bro. Yeah, introvert didn't really talk to anybody, and then he got on stage and was fucking Ashley Larry like yeah, for like an hour. Yeah. I'm and rich, then, bitch. Yeah, and then yeah. got off stage and was the most chill. Relaxed. I see a lot. I I I I experienced. I seen a lot. Yeah, <laughs> in this business. Like fucking Tommy David and Coke in front of me. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's what you're doing." And he's like, "You going up?" Oh yeah, I guess I am. No. But most of these comics are mostly like they're they're to themselves. They're introvert. Like yeah. they don't. They're not that talkative. But when D Ray had these bitches in there and he left, oh that nigga was talkative. <laughs> that nigga was talkative. But once the after party was happening, he took a fo- few photos and he left. Mm. Like he was trying to get the fuck out. Yeah. I said, man, that nigga weird, bro. Because <laughs> they came to see you. Yeah. I'm a sociable person on and off stage. You want to chop it up? You want to take photos? Yeah, I need that. I need that following. Hell yeah. I learned a lot that I, I don't want to be like them yeah. when I make it. But I wonder, though, because D-Ray has to be 30 years into doing stand-up. Yeah. So I wonder if that, because he's been famous a long Agreed. time. I know, because I heard, I heard Arsenio Hall. 
was like real weird. Like he did not. Some somebody told me he came from you know how at the Orlando Improv there's that back hallway. Yeah, that you go you can go straight down that hallway and it goes straight out to, to the agree. side of the yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. They said Arsenio Hall was in his vehicle in the parking garage right up until he got on stage. Like it was about to be ten minutes before he gets on stage. They said he walked in, came out that back door. Came right down that hallway to the stage, did his set, and walked right, right the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't shake a hand, yeah. didn't kiss a baby. I don't know why. Nothing. I, I don't know if they had bad experience at them years that they done it, or they just yeah. they're just not people. Uh, but maybe. they sick they, of people. Probably. You know they, what I mean? There's a certain level. Like I always remember my interaction with Chappelle when he was just at the airport. Oh shit. That, that was one of those moments where, like, you run into somebody famous and you get the vibe of, like, hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> Move fuck the fuck out. Because, like, people were just coming, like, this nigga's just smoking in the smoking area and people were coming up being like, can I take a photo? And it's like, I can imagine Agreed. if you have that casual level of autism that you got to have in order to be, like, that high up in the world. Yeah. Right? And someone's coming up every 30 seconds be like, can I. Can I take a photo of your face? <laughs> You'd be like, no, nobody can. <laughs> From now on, everybody needs to fuck off. <laughs> right? yeah. But you think of like, you always wonder how people are like, you know, such and such celebrities and asshole, like they rent out the whole restaurant. And don't let anybody be in the restaurant when yeah. they're in there. But when you think about it, if that's your life every single day, everywhere you go, mm-hmm. like I'm in the bathroom trying to take a shit and somebody's trying to peek through the crack I between the door the and they're like, yeah. the hell in that nigga? <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, just I get the phone. <laughs> <laughs> just take a photo. Just lock it when you get done. <laughs> Leave a piece of your toilet paper on the side so I can put it on eBay. Oh my god! Yeah, I get it. I get it. But these people are the one that's making to live this lavish life. Yeah, that's you gotta true. give a small piece you to them. Like, you gotta give a lot. Yeah. Well, so at least my interaction that I've seen, like. Haven't been at the improv and stuff like that. Yeah. Is usually that happens like once or twice a night. Yeah. There's like one moment where, you know, and it's different from comic to comic. Yeah. yeah there I are agree. some comics out there who like will show up and just be like pulling staff into like agree. group photos and stuff yeah. like that. And it's just like, cool. Uh, you do know you were supposed to be on stage 15 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but cool. <laughs> like, that nigga drowning up there. <laughs> and you out here taking photos. I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> you bugging. Right. <laughs> when, when, uh, I went as uh, Carlos Mencia. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, so he had like a 7 o'clock show. Oh, my God. And a 9 o'clock show. What he did? He, I, he had like, I think he had. No, he uh, Eugene Torres actually yeah, opened yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Carlos proceeded to do like two hours and fifteen minutes, even though oh all the nine o'clock show people are in the hallway. Like, what the fuck is happening in there? Because there's a line <laughs> wrapped around the whole plaza, and he's just on stage not giving a fuck. <laughs> he's just doing. He did two oh hours God, and fifteen bro. minutes, I think. <laughs> like, but again, he was he was one of those like hang out with the staff and like do karaoke. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that night went long. That's one of those moments where like if you're the business owner at like nine ten, you just got to be like, all right, just go. Yeah, yeah. bring in nine o'clock. They will <laughs> just catch the show. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, you know who broke my heart who? when I met him, um, T.K. Kirkland. 
Oh, I'm not surprised. He was such a. He dis- broke your heart. He was just such a dismissive asshole. Like he just couldn't. He now, seemed like a dick, his, though. To his to his credit, there were some like beautiful young women waiting. Like, on him, waiting on him. Okay. Not, not not like that came with him. They were just audience members and people yeah. waiting for pictures mm. and stuff. But I'm a comic. Love T.K. Kirkland. Like he's one of the people that I study because I think he does seem like a dick, but he's also very very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just trying to have a just a quick conversation with drools, him. And yeah, the yeah. level of just like because I, I was asking, I was like, oh, you know, what are some of the things you think I should s- just study? Like, what are some things that you think? Hey, look into this person. If you want to become better, yeah, yeah. and he was like, said. "Nigga, study everything," and then walked off. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck out of here! What? <laughs> I swear to God, he was like, "Nigga, study everything," and just walked away. I was like, "Damn!" All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised on what's going on with TK, the yeah. rap he's getting, because yeah, he's yeah, seen, yeah. just seemed like a dick. Yeah, he's got, <laughs> and then then all this stuff has come out about him recently. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because he was yeah. an asshole when I met him. <laughs> <laughs> So my favorite dick comic story, and I I hope I get to be famous just so I can tell this like on That's national funny, TV. Yeah. <laughs> so second year in comedy, I I have not even really gotten to the point where I'm meeting headlines uh-huh. yet, right? Rob Schneider at the Improv. I go, oh, cool, cool. I go out there. I watch the show. It's a great show. I get one of the first real pieces of comedy advice of like, hey, man, don't approach him when everyone's going through the line. Wait until everybody leaves Mm -hmm. and approach him after. So that way it's peer to peer, you know, on a business level, not just as another fan. Mm -hmm. Right. And I go, all right, cool. Right. I go, (laughs) I go up after everyone's gone. I go like, hey, Rob, saw the show tonight. I'm a local comic. I just want to say it was great. You know, like it was amazing watching you work and i can't wait to see it again Mm -hmm. right dude turns and this is you know how comics can be like dickish to each other and we go like ah he's just being a dick and then there are times you're like oh no he meant that (laughs) that." (laughs) (laughs) so he turns to the like security guy who's with him like what one of the guys on his crew not from the improv yeah just someone he brought and he goes who the fuck is this loser <laughs> oh shit like, out of here yeah yeah <laughs> and i go oh okay uh well it was nice meeting you and he goes like yeah yeah all right oh shit and what so the fuck i go into the bar i'm talking with the comics there i tell the guy who was hosting for him i was like yeah you told me to basically go fuck myself and to his credit, Jim was like, yo, I would go fucking fight him. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not throwing hands at the improv. Yeah. Uh, but uh, his That's one way tour- to get famous overnight. Agreed. Like, right? comics Viral. beating the shit out of it. <laughs> right? But his tour manager had heard him say that and apparently told him to go apologize. And this was his apology. He sticks his head in the sidebar door get the fuck and goes... Hey, I guess I called one of you guys a loser or something like that. I guess I'm sorry. Right? This is the reason why I love this story. Fast forward the following year. Rob's back at the improv. I'm just there getting a drink because I was just down in Ebor hanging out. Yeah, yeah. He comes out. I'm talking with uh, Keith, who was like working the bar at the time, and I go, "Uh, "Hey, man, I heard you've been having a good weekend." Congrats. And I just go back to talking with Keith. 
Rob comes up to me. He's like, oh, yeah, man. It's always great to meet a fan. <laughs> it's always like I always appreciate people coming out to support. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. And, like, I just, Fucking dig. Right? You should have been like, who's this loser? Right? And that's the thing. I hope I get to be famous to tell that story on national TV to just be like, yeah, anyway, I'm in a movie with Rob Schneider this coming week. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Let me make sure we're not. All right. Yeah, we got to wrap this up because it's 8 o'clock and our show's at 9. Oh, shit. I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys, uh, so tonight we're going to be at Cloud Parlor, which okay, is, a, which is yeah. a Cava Bar in Cocoa, Cocoa Beach. Beach. Which Have you ever done it? Yeah. Well, sort of. Okay. Oh, you, you stopped in at a guest spot, yeah. but have you ever actually been on the lineup? No, no. All right. I'll get you on the next one because okay. I'm booking that now. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. No problem. So Thank much, by the way. Any advice you might have to these uh, newer Melbourne comics? And don't oh tell them to gosh. move it the fuck out of Melbourne as soon as you possibly can. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> people are all moving away. Get good, man. nigga. <laughs> <laughs> study, funny. Nigga, study everything. <laughs> be, be funny. Like D-Ray told me, be funny and do your time. But for y- younger comics, man, you got to learn more. Hmm. Learn more. Get to know people around you. Understand who've been doing it longer. And just pick their brains. Get as much knowledge as you can. And once you once you suck up all your resource in this, you gotta go. You gotta go or build your social media where they're looking for you. Yeah, one of the things that you said is crucial that I think a lot of new comics don't get for mm-hmm. for some reason. And again, I think it's it's because we don't have a. I started to create a comedy hand like a rule book. Okay. A while ago, mm-hmm. and I found it, but it's so old that it won't let me open it. So I got I got to go back. Well, it was I fuck. No, no, I got rid of the computer that I wrote it on. Okay. But I had sent it in a Facebook message to somebody, yeah, and I yeah. found that old Facebook message. But I guess when you upload a file to Facebook, Facebook only holds on to it for a certain amount oh, of time. Okay. So I can see it that it's there, but when right. I click it, Facebook's <laughs> like, "Nah, we got rid of that shit." Nah, nigga. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> so I got to restart that. Yeah, yeah. But something as simple as fill your time. So many new comics, they're still at the stage where their main concern is them having a good, like, Set. like they're doing it for them to feel good. Mm-hmm. And they're Ooh. like, ooh, I'm on stage and it wasn't going all that well, so I got off. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Well, here, let me, let, let's contradict that one. That's what D-Ray Davis told differently. Really? Yeah. You get a set for 10 minutes and you're killing and you end it on a high of seven, get off stage. Let them. Let let them want you more. I guess, but man, promoters, if you don't fill your time, maybe at his level, but man, you don't fill your time in certain places, they get pissed. But if the headline is going to pick it back up, like oh, that's th- true. that should be that's like true. a feature or a guest or a host. It should yeah. either the, way. The it should be close. Should if be close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you got booked for ten, fill nine with yeah, crushing, yeah. Yeah, and fine. then you can leave. Yeah. yeah. No, no, we were having like we were having comics that were booked for a twenty minute set and get off at did. twelve. Oh my god! Like <laughs> just leave, just were they leave new comics, huh? Were they new comics? Yeah, relatively new comics. Get yeah, the fuck out of here. So they just didn't because again for them it's like and then I had um actually who was this? Was it Cam? No, it wasn't Cam. I don't think Cam Patterson. Yeah, it might have. Oh, no way. No, 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 no. This that wasn't Cam. That wasn't Cam. Oh, okay. I'm talking about it was. It might have been Cam when he was super early. Okay. When okay. He, first started yeah, yeah we were at harry buffalo and okay. he, and if this is not cam because somebody let me <laughs> know so correct, i can yeah. apologize but i'm pretty sure it was it's don't put dirt on my name s- nigga s- some 15 year old little black <laughs> nigga i don't know which one it was <laughs> some young new black comic 
and I'm pretty sure it was Cam though. But he was on. I think I think we gave him like seven. Okay. And he did like three minutes, but, but it was shit. one of those Harry Buffalo nights where there was nobody there. Oh. It might have been like three people in the room. Gotcha. And he was like, literally in the middle of his set. He was like, "Man, fuck this!" It just got <laughs> off stage, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was hosting that night, and I was like, "Don't." ever do that that's funny because at this stage that little bit of stage time you need every Agreed. minute of it mm-hmm. you know what i mean Agree. And, and i mean now he's blown up so yeah. <laughs> whatever but i mean <laughs> it, when you're new like that it's Agreed. like just because you're not having a good time do you know how many times like how dare you bail when you're not having a good time when dave Chappelle goes up and is getting booed and he mm. still plows through mm. his Agreed. set and does what he's supposed to do. Yeah. I just, you know what I mean? I just had that uh, this past week at uh, Area 140 or 142. Oh, 142? Oh, yeah. Cocoa Beach. Yeah. They, it, it was one of those shows where, like, they asked me to close out and do 20. I got up there. There were four people in the <laughs> oh audience. And there, there were, like, a bunch of people at the bar and outside. But as far as, like... In the showroom, yeah, yeah, for nobody. Oh, so shit. I, when I started doing my time, I literally got off stage and started walking around person <laughs> to person. Well, because you have a wireless mic there, right? right? Yeah. yeah, and being like, I'm telling jokes to you until you look like you got tired, and then I'm gonna move over to that nigga over there because I'm filling my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, last time I did 142 was there was more people. You were there, yeah, yeah. There was there was a lot mm-hmm. more people than this time, but wow. it was the same kind of thing. It was like it was it was the weirdest coupling I've ever seen in my life. Mm. It was three dudes in the front row, and then behind them were the three girls they were with, like oh behind in the row behind them. So oh I just my spent the, my most of my set trying to figure out how y'all decide like. You want to sit next to your boys so bad <laughs> that you put the women That's <laughs> funny. get away from us. I'm like, are y'all gay? And yeah, these girls gay. are just here to make y'all not look gay. Like that was that was the whole set because there was nobody else there to talk oh to. Oh my you. gosh, it's it's a weird space sometimes because like some nights they will pack it out. Yeah. Like, it'll be, like, 30, 40 people yeah. who are there for comedy. And then other nights, like, when I went up... Now, in their defense, they had just transitioned to doing it on, like, a Tuesday. Okay. Because Monday Night Football's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And, but it was one of those moments of, like, going up there, and it's like, you're the owner of another bar, you're a DJ, <laughs> and you're somebody who's just randomly sitting oh here. Oh, my God. So... I'm doing material, but I'm also going to be interviewing the fuck out of you <laughs> to, because it's like I had to fill 20 minutes and none of y'all at the bar came in. <laughs> All right, man. Oh, well, man. Thank you so much for thank coming. You. This has been it. very cool. Um, this has been the Funny Style Podcast. I got to poop. Sorry. Oh, well, we have a bathroom in here. <laughs> thank you guys Just for listening. Just make sure you Goodbye. leave that in. <laughs>